going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back with my podcast, Vitamin Sports, where we take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Man, the NBA is changing. There's a new play-in tournament, as in play during the regular season tournament. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm going to say that for another day. Summer League doing that thing. You know, I like what I see, especially shout-out to Kenneth Lofton Jr., who will be a star in the league soon. He is something to watch. But that's not what we came to listen. That's not what we came to talk about. I want to talk about super teams. Is it a blessing or a curse? Now, for all those who don't know and all those who are literate to not listening or reading that LeBron James did not start the legacy of super teams, we want to start with the Boston Celtics because those teams were a super team. The Los Angeles Lakers were a super team. Michael Jordan Bulls was a super team on the on the first three and the last three. Kobe Bryant Lakers super team, especially with Shaq on that super team. But without Shaq, it was not considered a super team. LeBron James on Miami, that is a super team. The Nets with KG, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, even though they ain't do nothing but barely made it out of the East. That was a super team. The um, the uh, Lob City of the Clippers. That was a super team. So you kind of get the point of a super team. Now, this is what I mean. It's a blessing. When you do what the Warriors did, when your core is so great that you just add pieces to make you overwhelmingly better. That is a beautiful thing about Super Team. And then when you see it, nobody's selfish. Everybody can take a game-winning shot. Everybody can get their own bucket. Everybody can do anything they want to do. That's why I like what the Golden State Warriors did. I like what I saw with, um, you know, the Kobe Lakers. When they won the championship with Kobe and Shaq, I consider that a Super Team. Kobe was getting love, even though people were saying he wasn't, the man on that, he wasn't that guy on that team. He was because he stepped up in big moments. You know, him and Shaq, best one two punch ever. I don't care what nobody say. Um, they won three championships. They won three out of four championships. That is a blessing. And it in that moment with the Lakers, it wasn't the players did it, the GMs did it because it made sense on the books and it made sense on the court. Golden State did it differently because. Not only did the players do it, but the GM also made sure that they was going on the books with it. So those two teams right there were a blessing. Um, when you see uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, KG, Rondo, I consider that a super team. Because all four of those guys are going to the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Uh, Rondo, you won two championships on two historically great franchises. Oh, yeah, you're getting in. Not to mention your IQ is on a high level. You did your thing with assists. At the assists, you led the league in assists multiple times. You're an all-around player. You can score. You can facilitate. You can play defense. You can rebound. Like, it says a lot. But here's where it hits different. A curse. Now, this is why super teams don't always work. And kind of ruin the NBA because everybody be going, stacking up on certain teams and don't really be contributing. They be riding their coattail. 
and Charles Barkley said uh, KD was riding, you know, Steph Curry in a coattail, not realizing that KD was averaging basically 35 in the playoffs. 35. And like 35, 5, and 7. And Steph Curry was basically averaging 39 and 8. Almost a damn near triple-double. But, you know, it is what it is. But when I say super teams are cursed, I mean like the Nets. Because LeBron James joined with the Miami Heat, he broke up the big three. So, the big three, you know, split apart. Doc Rivers went his separate ways. Um, KG went uh, to the Nets. And then Paul Pierce said, you know what, let's bring it back all together. Joe Johnson, Darren Williams, Chris Paul, I mean, not Chris Paul, Paul Pierce, and KG to combat LeBron James in the East. And it still didn't get the job done. That was like two older guys coming on a young young up-and-coming established core. And they ruined it because they was old. They was too old to be joining a super team to try to still compete for a championship. Paul Pierce was barely on the floor. Joe Johnson was barely on the floor. KG was barely on the floor. The only one that was consistently on the floor was Darren Williams. And and it just seemed like that wasn't going to work anyway. Then we saw it with Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, and uh, Dwight Howard. You know, I still hate the NBA for this because the NBA robbed the Lakers of a championship. They robbed Chris Paul a championship. Nobody in the NBA was going to see that team. Chris Paul would have had Dwight Howard playing some of his best basketball. Kobe Bryant could have got a breather and, and saved his talents for the playoffs. They would have went far because no team in the West was going to beat them. Maybe it would have been Kobe Bryant versus LeBron James finally. Everything would have, you know, you know, isolated itself. It would have been um, Mario Chalmers. I don't know. I can't even say that's going to be a good matchup because CP3 at the time was doing some amazing things. So it probably would have lied heavily favored them. Because they had no answer for Dwight Howard. They definitely wouldn't have had no answer for their bench, the Lakers bench, because they were gritty and they were tough. So that would have been what? Um, who's on the team? I think Karan Butler, Matt Barnes and them. That would have been a stack. Nice stack. With Lamar Odom, I think, still there. I'm not sure. But basically, the front and the backcourt of the Lakers would have been a problem. Because... LeBron James would have had to guard Kobe. He would have had to. And then Kobe would have took the challenge of guarding him, which would have left Ron Artest and uh, Dwayne Wade. And then, of course, Dwight Howard would have been an issue holding it down because Chris Bosh wouldn't have been so effective. It would have been a problem. But the only reason why I call that team a curse is because Steve Nash was too old. He was too old. He could barely play. He just never could stay on the court. And he was washed. He was done. Like, I was so angry with the Lakers when they got him because it just 
it's like they didn't get better. They actually got worse. Like, we could have got Rondo. I'm pretty sure Rondo was available. We could have got him. But we got Steve Nash. Like, out of all point guards, that granted, Steve Nash was a phenomenal player in his early years. But at that time, he wasn't. He barely played. And then we had Mike D'Antoni. So that was even worse. Yeah, that team was a curse. Then we have, um, what's another team? The team, let's go to some current teams now. I would consider the Suns a super team. Because for one, you have Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Eden. All these players basically do the same thing. Can get their own bucket, can shoot, and that's it. It's all offense. Where's the defense? Like, a lot of people, when they assemble these teams, they don't balance it out. You got more offensive firepower than anything. That's why this didn't work when Kyrie, James Harden, and KD was in Brooklyn. It didn't work. Where was the defense? You had one player out there that played defense. This ain't hockey. You can't just have one player out there playing defense. One player? That's crazy. You got one player out there playing defense, and then the rest of them scoring. Now, you got all these players playing offense. Who's going to pass the ball? It's not like the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry was willing to pass the ball to everybody. Became a better point guard when KD was on that team. And then he took those lessons and he brought it to, you know, the championship that they won where they said Steph Curry finally solidified his legacy. But I just don't seem to understand how these super teams are not well constructed. Like, they might win a whole lot of games, but the scoring margin is going to be through the roof. They'll probably be number one in offense and number last in defense. Because we've seen it with the Brooklyn Nets. They had a top five offense, but they only get one basketball. How are they going to contribute to everybody? Somebody's numbers are going to go down. Somebody's numbers. Like what I would have did, I would have traded DeAndre Aiden to get like a, like a, a suitable big man that all he's going to do is just block shots and rebound and put backs. And get a point guard that all he's going to do is pass the basketball. He don't need to score. We got three three scores on our team. What we need you to score for? It'll make things easier. But, you know, people don't really pay attention to when, how they make certain moves. That's why this move don't really make sense to me. But I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to load up because they want to go far. Because they seen that they ain't had enough firepower when they had CP3. Because he was hurt. But now CP3 and the Warriors, CP3 is going to get plenty of rest. Because he don't have to start. He's just going to come off the bench and be running with the second unit. Which makes sense. So when that Steph Curry out there bounce, when that Steph Curry and uh, uh, Paul, uh, Chris Paul. Man, Steph Curry can basically become a, sh- a shooting guard. Chris Paul can bring the ball to the floor. Establish the offense and give Steph Curry, you know, some runs, some breaks. You know, Steph Curry, I see you in the corner. Whoop. 
and that's gonna be nice. Now that's not considered that wouldn't be considered a super team because people think Clay Thompson is washed based on, you know, last year and this year. He's he's having a hard time, you know, competing. He still haven't got his legs up under him. And he it seemed like he won't be the same. And of course, Super Team requires more than one start. But these Super Teams aren't well constructed like they used to. And now the NBA is making it hard because, you know, you can't have everybody making 100 plus million. Three, like three to four stars making 100 plus million. So they would rather you take more with your team than get less when you go somewhere else. That's why you see LaMelo Ball getting that 260 deal. Tyler Halliburton, Tyler, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he getting, you know, that 260 deal along with uh, Anthony Edwards. That 260 deal looks nice because it makes players stay. They don't want a whole bunch of teams loading up because then that takes the fun out of the game and makes you look at teams to be favorites based on who they drafted. Well, I mean, not drafted, who they picked up. That's why a lot of people paying attention to the Damian Lillard situation. Now they're saying Boston is a super team because they got Porzingis. Porzingis hasn't been Porzingis since New York. He left Dallas because he was averaging 13 points and like seven rebounds. That ain't enough. You and Luka supposed to be big man and little man. But it seems like Porzingis want to be the man. He want to take certain shots. He ain't going to be able to take them shots on Boston. Because Boston now got Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Robert Williams, and now Porzingis. So are they going to move Porzingis to the four or the five? Because if they move him to the four, then they'll have Robin Williams at the center position which would be fine, but it'll bring extra coverage for Porzingis to be there. And then you can put, you know, uh, Al Horford off the bench along with the second unit, which would be a spark plug. So it's kind of nice to see what certain teams are doing, but I still call that team a curse because they don't have no point guard now. They don't have no all-defensive point guard. They don't have no backup point guard. So they're going to have to have, they're going to have to homegrown somebody off the bench to really step up and be that point guard. And then when you say a team is a blessing or a curse, like, look how far they went. Did they win a championship? They at least make it to the Western Conference? And I look at, you know, the Clippers right now, they're on paper a super team because they have Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul, I mean, Paul George, I mean, yeah, Paul George. But the only re- but the reason why it's a curse is because for one, Russell Westbrook can't shoot, but he can distribute. Two, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George haven't played more than forty five games together in a season, if that. And then it's like, how can I go into a season? unknowingly or unknown of the fact that my stars are going to play. How you low manage and still get hurt. 
you only play but about fifty games. Fifty to maybe maybe like sixty games. And that just that just don't seem right. It's like these super teams nowadays are being constructed because coaches are too lazy to develop players. Back then, super teams was like, yo, we just need one more piece and we can get over the hump and win. You saw how successful Golden State was. You saw how successful was another team. The Lakers were. The Lakers had, had a super team with Magic. That was a super team. But it was a combination of homegrown, already know the system, change the system, and we're going to win with our star playing Magic around Magic. Michael Jordan, I'm winning already. Let's keep winning. Let's add Horace Grant. Let's add Dennis Rodman. Let's add this player, that player, this player. We're going to go far when we add these players. But you got to keep your core intact. That's the most important thing. When Dennis Rodman joined the uh, Bulls, it was Scotty and Mike. Boom. That's the core right there. When uh, KD joined the Warriors, that's a core piece right there between Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. You have to keep in contact or it's going to look like Lob City. You know, anybody step up is going to be anybody. Couldn't even make it far to the Western Conference Finals. Failure. Leadership starts at the top. And that was a big failure. They failed them because, one, Chris Paul couldn't stay healthy. Two, they didn't do enough on defense to stop anybody. And then three, the other teams are just better. Golden State, L.A. were better. That's why they broke it up. That's why they broke it up. And now all those players that was on that team except for Chris Paul are like Wash. I mean, the first one to win a ring from that franchise is what? Uh... Jordan, I mean, DeAndre Jordan, and he didn't do anything. And absolutely nothing. But it goes to show you, you know, sometimes you don't have to win championships. You don't have to play to win championships. But I'm happy y'all here listening to me, man. I got more surprises. Now I'm going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm dropping Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So stay tuned. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson, Jr. See ya.